0: And welcome to the first episode of the ROI pod. If you're confused as to what the title means or stands for, worry not, all will be explained in this episode. My name's Aaliyah, and I will be popping in via voiceover to help explain some concepts that I found confusing as well whenever I first heard about them. Today, I sat down with John Wheeler and talked about three topics that will be reoccurring themes throughout this series. In this episode, I asked John about budgeting, investing, and entrepreneurship. John Whitler is my dad, and he has taught me everything I know about finances to date. I thought that he would be a perfect first person to ask about finances and felt like he was a great person to explain some financial concepts to teenagers.
1: I'm John Whitler, and I do strategic consulting, um, work with small organizations to help them Uh, do strategic planning and leadership development and organizational development.
0: I have been asking everyone an icebreaker question. Uh, So my question for you is what is your favorite restaurant?
1: Oh, geez, that's a, that's a hard one. I, I guess right now it would have to be a little place called First Watch in Centennial. And it's a breakfast place. Uh, I stay in uh, South Denver quite a bit when I go there on uh, business trips, and First Watch is a great little breakfast place. They have amazing uh, hollandaise sauce, and so i it's my favorite at the moment, I guess.
0: So I'm gonna go ahead and start with the topic of budgeting. We're gonna kind of talk about three things: budgeting, investing, and a little bit about entrepreneurship. I asked John why, as a kid, he had me split my allowance. I remember growing up, we had we, we always had a system of kind of dividing our money um, into different categories by percents. Um, we had like four different categories that we des- uh, distributed our money between, uh, what was your reasoning between behind having us kids start, um, early when it comes to money management?
1: Well, the reason that I think it's important to start early or the reason that, uh, that your mom and I started, uh, talking to you guys, uh, early about money is I think two reasons. One is when you, when you build habits in your life, uh, good habits, or bad habits, they are not easily set aside. And so I I think that in a lot of areas of parenting, we have, have really tried to be thoughtful about helping our children set good habits. And then I would say, you know, specific to money, um, well, I guess true in other places too, is we we all build mental models um, that help us deal with uh deal with life both simple things and complex things and so really thought that it would be important to help um, establish some some good and wise mental models for dealing with money early on and so uh you know those those four those four categories that uh, that we always helped you guys split your money into, or had you split your money into, uh, were were spending, saving, giving, and investing. And I think that they're really, you know, why those four instead of five or six or two is that those are really the only four things that any of us can do with our money. We can. We can spend it. We can, you know, save it for something that costs more than than what we've had, have at the moment, or we can invest it for the future, or you know, use it to to share with others or to to give. So that that's why those four things. So no matter how much or how little money, um, there was there was always ten percent that was. Uh, required to be put in each of those those four categories, and then that left sixty percent to uh, decide you know what you wanted to do, how you wanted to to distribute that and I think it's it's important to form the habit of always uh, always using ten percent of of your earnings or what you, you bring in, in each of those four categories. And then, you know, when you were, when you were young, the, the savings was always something that, you know, needed to cost more than, more than $20. Uh, Certainly when you were really little, $20 seemed like an enormous sum of money. And so uh, saving for something that was a little bit bigger and a little bit nicer, just, uh, you know, helped get the habit of doing that, but it also uh, helped build confidence in knowing that, you know, if you made a plan and you stuck to it, that you would be able to achieve things that uh, seemed, you know, seemed incredible at whatever stage of life that, that you were in.
0: All right. And so that is a money management plan or kind of like a budget, correct?
1: Um, sure. I think that, you know, budgeting can, you know, sometimes people, um, really complicate budgeting and, and budgeting is, is something that you can get pretty, pretty detailed with. Um, and I, I think a budget sometimes reads like a, like a script, right? It's exactly how much money goes, goes where or something like that. um, A plan is really based on, um, and and that that system for you guys was really based on learning the the principles of money management. So what you can do with money, and then thinking about how uh, at any any given time, your values or what was important to you at the time uh, could be accomplished with, uh, with your money. And so that, that 60% that could really go anywhere. Uh, you know, if there was a vacation coming up or something like that, where you might want a lot of spending money, sometimes all of that money would go into spending or, you know, one time I remember you were saving for a bike and and you put a very large amount of, of all of the, the discretionary, um, money into your savings so that you could achieve that savings goal faster. So I think it was really, um, yes, it's around budgeting or planning, but it wasn't real restrictive and real tight. It was more thinking about uh, what you had at the moment, what resources you had, and how you were going to use those to accomplish the things that you wanted to do.
0: Do you have any advice for uh, teenagers, when it comes to budgeting or kind of money management,
1: um, sure. I think that it is important when you are um, when you're managing any resource to make a plan. So whether it's time management or money management, or thinking about your your education and your career it's really important to know what your values are, what's important to you and what you're trying to accomplish. And then to make choices, um, now that put you in a position to accomplish that. And so, um, you know, whether in, in time management that can be like just scheduling things on a calendar that then, um, you know, sort of a lot, a certain amount of time to do the things that you've decided are important so that you don't just end up uh, not really, really knowing where your time went. And I think the same thing is, is true about money. I think uh, when you think about these, these four things that you can do with your money, um, you know, it's always been our practice for you to, to split um, into actual different places you know at one point it was just jars Um, at this point you know a savings account is different than a checking account one is for your spending and one is for your saving Um, your investing can be in a in a mutual fund or something like that and I think when you when you actually take the step of physically um, dividing into the things that you think are important that is really helpful and let uh, lets you puts you in a position to make better decisions in the moment when you have made decisions in the past that that support that so that's one thing i would say and then i think when it comes to to budgeting it is realizing that you you know life is very dynamic things change you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and so there's there's things that come up that you either need to spend money on or could spend money on, and it's important to, you know, to have that that spending money available to know what you're what you're going to have available at any given moment. You know, I think that it's pretty um, it's pretty self evident that we have to spend money, right? You know, you're gonna have a, a mortgage and you're gonna have to put fuel in in a vehicle to go the places you wanna go. And so spending is pretty self-evident and it's pretty self-evident why you would save, um, because if you can never buy something that is worth more than what you've got in your hand today, then that is, um, you know that may be very limiting. You may not have very nice stuff, and so it's important to save. I think that um, giving and investing are are maybe a little bit less self evident. Um, you know, some people I think don't view giving as a as a really important piece of life, but that's that's kind of something that I referenced. Um, indirectly earlier needing, you know, I I think I mentioned that uh, some of these four uh, were about who you wanted to be and the future you wanted to have. And I think that, you know, giving is really important because it allows you to um, contribute to others. And it is part of what keeps you from being a selfish person or self-centered it lets you take a look at the areas in your life that you are really um privileged or or blessed and lets you give from from that to someone else or to some other cause i think that's really important because no matter where any of us are in our life there's someone who has more needs than we do or lead to left less privileged life than we do and it's important for us to take steps that remind us of you know the good things that are in our life so uh i really kind of indirectly hit that but that is something i think is really important and is an important reason to committing to uh to giving because it creates the kind of um Society that we want to live in, and it helps to keep us humble and appreciative of the things that we have. So, about about gratitude and investing, I think is uh, it's it's very close to uh, savings, and yet it's about letting your money work for you. So not just taking some of what you have and setting it aside to spend later, but taking some of what you have uh, to create opportunities that, that you wouldn't otherwise get.
0: What John said led me perfectly into my next topic, which is investing. Uh, I've heard you use the phrase, uh, you can't earn your way to financial freedom a lot. Um, Would you be able to explain that in as much detail as you want?
1: Um, Sure. Well, that's a a nice segue actually from investing because it's, it's about investing. And I think that when I think of financial freedom, I think about uh, the ability to, um, to make choices that are not based on getting your needs met. And if you Um, reach that place in life uh, you can it's not about not working anymore it's about being able to spend your time and your you know to dedicate your work to something that you think is important based on your values and not based on being able to get your your physical needs met in this world and so um it's really difficult to achieve that just trading your time for money. Uh as a matter of fact, I would say it's impossible to do that. Uh you can't no matter how much money you earn per hour, um you're not going to earn your way to being financially free. You have to uh invest and let your let your money uh or the things that you invest in help to provide an income that can get you uh you know where you want to be in life and it kind of there's a uh, a gentleman named Buckminster Fuller who uh he invented actually lots of things uh was was a, a really brilliant man he, ton of fun to just go look him up uh on the US patent office sometime and and uh and just kind of geek out on the different things that that he invented but he once patented i believe a, a a definition for wealth and and that definition was um that that wealth is the number of days forward you can survive if you stopped working and So he he felt like you measured wealth in in time in days or hours or months or years and that to be free um, then you would need to have uh, investments that allowed you to um, to stop working or stop producing income with your time and uh, and have investments that produced enough for you to to live on going forward. And so I think that's an interesting definition of of wealth and again in my mind it's not about not um you know not working and and leading a life of of leisure but it's about um keeping your keeping your expenses and your needs in a you know in a reasonable place so that you're not requiring um lots and lots of money right so that's one part of the the equation is that you can extend the amount of time by leading a, a modest lifestyle but then on the other side it's about having the the freedom to to make choices about where you live and how you spend your time and the types of things that you uh, work on and, and dedicate your energy to that are something besides uh, having a roof over your head and food on your table.
0: So kind of going along the same lines, I heard you mention um, a minute ago, uh, kind of the concept of letting your money work for you. I think you kind of explained that a little bit, but would you be able to explain uh, that maybe a little bit more kind of what that means or how that, how that looks? Um, Maybe an example.
1: I think there are, you know, don't be limited by an example that somebody would would give, because I think that there could be an infinite number of ways um, that that could happen. But when uh, when you invest in something, uh, one of the probably easiest examples of that would be to consider uh, the the stock market in America or um, you know that's a that's an investment where you you invest your money to buy a piece of that business, and that that money then is available. Um, you know, basically creates value in that business that they can use to grow the business, and then as the business grows, the um, the value of the portion of that business that you own grows, and in some cases, uh, some companies pay what's called a dividend, which is uh, basically your share of a certain amount of the profit. and so that cash comes back to you uh, in in the form of cash or a lot of times a dividend is not paid and a stock you know to keep it really simple if if you bought a stock for ten dollars and it becomes worth fifteen dollars, um, you didn't that's not because of what you did it's because of the growth of that business. And so your your $10 became 15, and that's your, your money working for you. And so there are, um, there are different ways to do that. The most, the most common would be the, the stock market or investing in a business. Um, same thing can happen if you were to, to purchase real estate and own a rental house, for example. You might um, you might buy that that rental house for a hundred thousand dollars, and then you know whatever money is paid in rent every month is is money that comes back to comes back to you. Uh, but the house is still worth um, you know more and more every year. Uh, presumably, occasionally real estate can can fall in value, but it's pretty stable in its value. And and so that's putting your money somewhere so that it will uh, will grow and give you an income back uh, that's not tied to how much time you spent um, working. You know, investing really is the place where a a person can change the long term trajectory of their of their life Um, it's where you're you're really thinking long term and so you're you're spending money today in a way that's going to make your life better in 15 years or 20 years or 30 years Um, not in a way that you know makes your evening more enjoyable or your weekend more enjoyable and so it really requires a commitment to Uh, to thinking long-term about your life and about what you want in your life and uh, being willing to uh, delay the gratification to a point that's sometime in the future.
0: Uh, Another question about investments that I have is, if I was interested in making an investment, how would I choose between two or multiple investments?
1: You're saying if I have a, a limited amount of money and there are unlimited investment opportunities how do i choose which one i should invest in yes okay um so i would say uh you know there are probably hundreds or thousands of books written on this but two things that i would think about uh right away and and would not um probably overcomplicate it uh too much would be uh, first and foremost, the idea of risk. And so sometimes an investment, you know, might be very lucrative in what it's possible uh, return is or how much money you could make off of that investment, but it might be pretty risky. And so risk is is definitely something that you wanna pay attention to. And if, if you can invest $10, and there's, you know, seems to be a really good chance that you could turn that into hundred dollars. Um, but there's also a really good chance that you'll never get your ten dollars back. Um, then obviously that could be a high reward, but it also is pretty risky. On the other hand, if if you can invest ten dollars and there's a a really good chance of uh, that you can get fifteen back and a you know you can never take away any risk but you know doesn't seem to be very big risk that you would ever get less than ten dollars back then you know that is uh something to to think about is the risk and the the other principle would be something that i've even referenced right there while i was talking about risk and that is the idea of a return or a return on investment um often abbreviated as ROI, or return on investment.
0: One of the things I came across in one of my interviews is the idea of return on investment. I used it as the name of my podcast, and I hope that you'll find as you listen through that your time spent listening is a good return on your investment.
1: Abbreviated as ROI, or return on investment, and that is the amount of money that you would expect to earn uh, over and above... The value that you invested or or put in. So, if you were going to get fifteen dollars back from your ten dollar investment, then the return on investment would be five dollars. That's how much you you grew from what you put in. And so, I think the the concept of of risk and return are um, they're, they're correlated, often the, the higher expected return, the higher uh, the expected risk. Uh, and so you have to, to kind of think about both of those and compare them. And I think that, you know, for, for me, I, I think about something that's either asymmetric risk or asymmetric opportunity and so you know the idea of asymmetry is when one side uh isn't balanced by the other and so you know asymmetric risk would mean that you have very little to gain and you have a lot to lose so that would be the idea of in investing, your your ten dollars and you might be able to turn it into twelve, but there's a really good chance it would turn into zero. Um, you've got very little to to gain and an awful lot to lose. On the other hand, uh, asymmetric opportunity is when you have very little or nothing to lose, uh, but you potentially have a lot to to gain. And so, and and those are the types of opportunities that you want to look for. Um you know, they might be the the idea that your your hundred dollars becomes a hundred and fifty, but there's absolutely no chance that it will be less than a hundred and five dollars, then you know that's almost a, a no-brainer to to know that you've got a good opportunity to grow and no opportunity to lose. And so those those two things, uh, risk and return, and the idea that your return on your investment is the amount of growth um, that you receive over and above what you put in.
0: It's kind of, kind of the message that I'm trying to get across through the podcast is that um, it, it doesn't matter how old you are. And the earlier that you start thinking about that, the better. So I'm glad you said that
1: um that i mean that brings up something else for me i guess whenever you would uh whenever you mention the earlier the better so um i think one of the you know one of the basic um like tenants and power of investing is that um is that it really snowballs and so um there's, you know, again, to keep our, our math simple, if you were to invest $1,000 in, in year one and, you know, get a, a 10% return or that, you know, have 10% growth on your investment, then after, after a year, you would have $110. And then uh, in the second year, if you were able to have um, a 10% return, then you know you would instead of earning ten percent on a hundred dollars, you earn ten percent on a hundred and ten dollars. Uh, which, which then after a couple of years, you can really see how you're you're not just earning a growth on your hundred dollars invested anymore. Uh, you're earning growth on all of the growth that you've experienced, and so. Um, it's actually better and and if you think about what what value you're going to have an in investment say when you're 50 years old uh, if you were to to start when you're 16 with only a thousand dollars but but let that grow and grow on the growth um, you would have more money than if you wait until you're 30 and you start with ten thousand dollars um because of the principle of your you know the the name of the principle is called compound interest uh it's the the idea of growth on growth and so uh you're absolutely right the earlier you start the better and it's not just that it's never too early it's that it actually is better to start early than it is to start late
0: Finally, I asked John about entrepreneurship, a topic I will explore further in a coming episode. Um, I'm going to be talking to someone later a little bit more about this, but if you have uh, anything to say about entrepreneurship, you can go ahead and say it here. Uh, The one thing I definitely want to ask you is why is entrepreneurship important?
1: Sure. Um, Well, I can tell you why it's important to me. Um, it's important to me because it allows, um, you know, I think every every new and um, world-changing or life-changing innovation has come from someone who um, was in an entrepreneurial mindset or working entrepreneurially. Uh, sometimes that can be you know, within a a small division of a large company, but entrepreneurship is really about creativity. It's about solving problems. And it is about, um, you know, being self-driven and kind of compelled by a vision to make the world better in some way, shape or form. And to do so using new methods or uh, new thinking, or perhaps um, you know using new thinking and an old method, or a new method and old thinking. But it's it's being creative about solutions and about solving problems. And so I think that's something that I find, um, you know, just personally really uh gratifying but also important and i think that we owe many of the things that you know don't seem very innovative today uh because we've lived with them our whole lives um everything from a from a car to um you know heating and air conditioning systems to a toothbrush to you know anything that 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 we use and take uh for granted and value in our life somebody uh, had to design and build that and solve that problem at some point in the past, and so I just think that that is really, um, I think it's energizing to to view the world in a way to, that that asks how I can make it better.
0: Lastly, I asked John for a practical objective for you, the listener, to do right now to kick off your journey to financial freedom.
1: So I think that. The first thing that I would do if any of this sounded new to me um, and I was, I was really wanting to begin a journey toward financial freedom, I think I would, I would go back to the idea of four things that I can do with my money. And I would um, commit to doing all four. Um, I think it's pretty natural for some people to move through life only only really monitoring or paying attention to spending and um, and saving, and so I think that I would I would make a commitment to uh, to doing all four of those, and then I think the um, The next thing that would just be a really practical step would be to start thinking about investments that um, that I could make, and that would be—I mean—that might cross the line into entrepreneurship a little bit, but you know, ask ask yourself if I have ten dollars to invest, what could I do with my ten dollars to make it fifteen dollars, and you know. Most of the time, starting a um, investment account you know takes a little bit more money, like uh you know five hundred or a thousand dollars. so I think i would I would really look at um, putting together that initial investment account and start getting some of your money uh, working for you
0: all right and that's the end of this episode of the roi pod i hope you were able to learn something and i hope that your return on investment is worth your time don't forget to tune into the next episode